Hi everyone, welcome to HafaCast. My name is Rafael Morin and every episode here is an interview and we talk about design, development, work-life balance, expat life, mental health, history and other cool stuff. Welcome. All right. I am super excited to have you here, one of my biggest friends. And like, uh, I mean, frankly, it was quite hard to convince her to join this. <laughs> But her name is Tiffany. She works in the GoDaddy as a UX, UX engineer, right, Tiffany? Yes, I am a UX engineer at GoDaddy. I wouldn't say it was that difficult to convince yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to say like, please, 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 please. No, just kidding. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. Currently at my apartment in San Jose. It's been warming up. So yeah, things are things are looking up. Yeah. I mean, you now you're living in California, right? Yeah, I'm in California. How is the COVID situation there? Things are starting to open up where I am. So I'm in Santa Clara County and we've essentially started to adjust. Like everyone's still wearing masks, social distancing, but You know, restaurants are open, people are going to the mall. I think like movie theaters are opening up again and eligibility for the vaccine has already been expanded to include people 16 and older. So I already got my first vaccine and I'm getting Whoa. my, yeah, I'm getting my second shot next weekend. Congrats. Thanks. But I mean, it, like people are like living the regular regular life like you told that people are going to the mall like you, you need to use mask or uh or you can just go if you're vaccinated or something like that how does it work you do have to wear your mask there are definitely still signs that say you have to enter with a mask or if you don't have one someone can give you one and so far i haven't heard anything about proving that you're vaccinated but i did hear that office depot or office max or something will laminate your vaccination record for free if you bring it in which will probably be really helpful when people start flying again yeah then it it is quite helpful like uh i i can't wait actually for have my vaccine in here in sweden so i can like i think that for travel to brazil they will reduce the restriction if you're already vaccinated yeah that would be great i've been hearing that you might still have to do some type of rapid test or get tested before to prove that you have not tested positive in the last 24 hours. But it's, yeah, something that we'll have to just adapt to, I guess. What's nice is that people will definitely start planning vacations again really soon. <laughs> yeah, here in Sweden is already happening because, I mean, it's the whole time of the year that doesn't have sun and <laughs> like there are some months here that doesn't even have light and uh, you need to take vitamin stuff. I mean, if you're outsider like me, but uh, it's just now is the time that the sun is coming up and the sun, the summer is actually coming and people are literally, literally in the meetings like, I'm gonna take July off, I don't care. And then everyone's like, me too. And things that <laughs> the whole company is not going to be like 100, it's not even like, it's not going to be even 70% like active in the Swedish summer. So it's just insane because also there's people like planning to go to Hawaii and like travel to other areas. And I think that once the summer comes, there, there for me personally, there will be like a lot of people traveling uh, outside doing the PCR. Obviously. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I definitely think Hawaii is going to be a hot spot. 
Yeah. I already know people who have booked trips for June. Mm. So I'm expecting a lot of people to be taking vacations coming up. So it'll be interesting how we'll have to spread out our vacation time so we don't overlap too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is even I think that we talked about that before, right? I just want to go to Hawaii. Like uh I think that you were you were the first person to actually talk about Hawaii. Like you went when we worked together in GoDaddy, right? And yeah. uh and you showed the pictures, it was just like then I need to do that at some point of my life. And I was planning to go this year, but COVID happened. And <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I really want to go there. How was your trip to there? Every trip to Hawaii is amazing. I'm pretty sure when we talked about it, I was telling you, like we were both talking about how we go on a lot of trips where we have a really packed agenda and like we want to see all these different historical landmarks really cool architectural buildings yeah every day it's like you're maybe hopping on a train <laughs> and your vacation doesn't feel like a vacation like you come back and you sort of need to recover from your vacation and so then we contrasted that with hawaii where the whole purpose of that vacation is, is for you to just lie on the beach and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, spot yeah, yeah. now I remember. Yeah. We, because I was in Italy in the time, I guess, like I was going to Italy and I was like every day going to a museum and like, uh, I was going for different, different restaurants. And I think a few time, few time later, you went for a while and then we had a conversation about travel and they're just like, dude, I just chill it. That was my, like my vacation. I was like, then I actually needed that. <laughs> yeah. Because normally I'm trying to coordinate with other people. Like, what do we want to do on each day? How do we optimize our time? Um, and there's, yeah, there's just like so much scheduling coordination. Whereas with Hawaii, we, we were like, okay, like here's a general plan. But if we don't get to doing any of that, that's fine because we still will be <laughs> relaxing at the beach and not having to worry about anything yeah yeah i mean even like always have a similar uh, actually vibe of like most of the B brazilian places like in the northeast of brazil you just go and chill you don't do nothing like there's i mean obviously there's museums i, I hope that also have museums in Hawaii, but people don't go for Hawaii mostly because of the museums or anything like that they go because of like just take a rest and i i know people that actually go for a spa uh and I mean, frankly, it looks quite amazing. Yeah, there's plenty of good food. I think just the culture is so laid back. No one's in a rush to get anywhere. And that rubs off on you. You realize in your normal daily life, you actually do have a really like strict schedule and you're trying to like cram everything into your day. Yeah. And then when you're in Hawaii, like no one is trying to for example, drive past you on the road. Like if you're taking your time, they're taking their time. <laughs> There's no stress. Yeah. But what is the time zone difference like of Hawaii and like California? There's a three hour difference. So... Oh, so it's fine, right? Like uh, if you need to talk with family and stuff. Yeah. Like I would just call family here a little earlier. They'd be, you know, getting ready for bed and still. Oh, slept. okay. And it, like the airplane to get there is is like how how many hours? I think it's four to five hour flight, but I don't remember right now since it's been over a year since I've flown anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I fully understand. Yeah, I miss that actually. Yeah. Um. I don't know that I necessarily miss the airport. Mom, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. It's magical. <laughs> Like I used to 
pride myself on how fast I'd get through the TSA line, you know, <laughs> like make sure all of my liquids are in, a, in their bag. Like I have shoes that I can slip on and off easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I'm out of practice. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, for TSA, I was a be fun for me when I used to go for US. Like when you work it together and go daddy, uh, I think I, I flew to as I don't know uh, six or seven times because of go daddy. And then uh, I mean, one time I think every time that I said that I work for go daddy, everyone knew that like was the IT company. But one time I say it, then like a woman was laughing on me because I think that she thought it was like a porn site or something like that. And then she was like, okay, and blah 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 blah. And I was like, dude, I thought that all the Americans knew. <laughs> What well, GoDaddy was about. Yeah. I feel like if you were flying into Arizona, I would also assume that most people know what GoDaddy is. But I feel like, you know, even in the Bay Area, I'll have to explain the company that I work for. So I'm not even surprised if someone assumes it's Ah, uh, okay. I thought that I thought that was quite uh okay, because I mean that was only one ten, uh maybe one of uh 11 because i used sometimes i need to do like double checks in the tsa but yeah. it's just like uh that was the unique time that someone was just like what is that and it was, i was just so confused it was like i never actually got this question yeah <laughs> i don't know what you answered like this is a, a domain company you know what is a domain and she was like no and it was like, well, you know, Facebook.com. She was like, yeah, I use it. So focus on the Facebook.com. Yeah. And that is a domain and we sell domains. And she was like, I do not understand. So you work for Facebook. And I was like, no, I don't. But uh, it was really, yeah, I mean, it was a surprise for me. Yeah, I think I've had to explain to a few drivers, a few Lyft or Uber drivers. But I mean, you know, I think it's interesting that they continue to like sort of probe you and ask you anyway <laughs> yeah and i also feel that like we were i mean uh you work now in the editor team right yeah the website so marketing website builder which we've calling the editor do you mind to explain a little bit what you do sure so i'm a ux engineer on the website builder team there are four i believe <laughs> i might be miscounting right now um but four <laughs> engineers on the team and it's a product that makes it easy for small business owners to create websites, good looking websites, hopefully very quickly. Um, you know, if they have a store, they can start selling online and you don't have to have a lot of technical knowledge necessarily. And so we're just trying to help people, you know, create their online presence and then they can move on and focus on other aspects of their business. What I mainly do as I focus on the what the user actually sees, the UI and um, experimenting with the UI. So yeah. we do a lot of A-B tests and a lot of my work now is about setting up these tests, getting certain samples of, of people to go through different experiences. And we measure, you know, how well they're able to complete a task in one experience versus another. The goal that is connected with is my business, right? And don't you, when I was working there actually, I was really passionate about it because it's really special to see like people like uh, that doesn't understand anything about tech or anything like that. And they are able to have a shop or like uh, to create anything that is useful for them. How do you feel about that? I think it's really empowering. I 
talked to a lot of people who just feel really intimidated, um, feel like they need to reach out to some type of expert or specialist, right? And then they don't have necessarily the design control they want, or they're not able to voice their opinions um, as confidently. And they just end up like they have, they pay someone and they end up with, you know, something that might not be their vision. Um, and I think there's like, there's a lot of anxiety and stress around having to form a relationship with a stranger who then almost controls your site. So I think it's really empowering when the business o- owner um, himself or herself, you know, can create the site, make all of the design decisions. And obviously, we help with part of that by just giving them really nice looking options for different, you know, layouts of widgets on their site. But yeah, I've I've worked with some friends and family members who have, you know, just really voiced their appreciation for for a product like that and it's it's been really yeah, it's been really nice to be able to help um create something that, you know, has that kind of value. Yeah, that actually is pretty cool. I was really proud of I was working with that and uh I can feel that I mean, I felt that you also feel the same. And uh, if if I remember correctly, you live in Phoenix, right? I lived in Scottsdale for six months after I graduated. So I think that was in 2016. I lived there during the summer season. <laughs> so people... How about it? Yeah, so I really liked it because I love warm weather. And obviously people are like, you know is a hundred degrees and up considered warm weather? Or is that just like unbearable? <laughs> and I didn't have a car. So I was the only person really like biking around and taking the bus that I know of, um, you know, at the office, but I really liked it. Um, I met plenty of people at the offices there. I would just like bike to get my groceries or just bike around because the roads were so empty and so wide. So yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it actually, yeah, Phoenix is so such unique. Like when you compare for San Francisco, for example, right? Yeah, you, you know, in yeah. SF, I never had a car, so I just you know did the same thing. Didn't have a car there in Arizona, but everything else, everything is so spread out. Whereas in SF, I was able to just walk around to get everywhere or hop on a bus. In San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, because you live in San Francisco as well, right? Yeah. So right now I'm not in San Francisco, but my parents still are. They're in the Outer Sunset, so it's about a mile from the beach. Yeah, that is quite good. But I've, uh, San Francisco lifestyle is quite expensive, right? It is really expensive. <laughs> um, food. There's really good food, though. So you know, like there's there are trade offs. Maybe if you if you sacrifice a few things. <laughs> Yeah. You can those things being if you're okay with living with like five or six other people <laughs> in a tiny one bedroom apartment, then yeah, and then you can enjoy the amenities of San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, but that because of San Francisco lifestyle, uh you you felt like uh I don't know, you feel like uh this is related to tech, like that tech is like I mean, that is my guess, but do you feel that it's like rushing the prices of everything? Because most of the tech companies are there, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I So I grew up there. So I remember, you know, when things were slower in a sense and there weren't just lines everywhere or um, like fully packed buses um, and with the tech bubble, you know, 
a lot of people started moving to the city. Um, everyone's cramming onto the trains. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. going to downtown SF. Like all of the all of the tall buildings, right? With all these stories filled with offices. Um, it definitely, yeah. It it changed the the demographic in the landscape for sure. Was also strange, right? Because like kind of pushed people that already live there and to far away, I think Oakland or other areas like that, right? Yeah, well, a lot of those people working in tech are also, you know, now living in the surrounding areas. So they're already in Oakland or the South Bay. I think what's funny, though, is that in my in the neighborhood where my parents are, it still feels sort of like very similar to how it felt when I was, you know, like only when I was a kid growing up there, like it's not as fast paced as it is downtown. And there are still like small corner stores or bakeries that have been there for decades, you know, but like oh, slowly. Nice. Yeah. So I really like that. But like slowly there, you know, new newer shops, newer cafes that are opening up. I noticed a new apartment complex being built only a couple blocks down from my house, which is strange because where my parents live, it's just a lot of, you know, it's very residential, just homes where families have lived for decades. Yeah. Um, but it is definitely like there's a stark difference between the that neighborhood and, um, you know, getting closer to downtown SF where all of the office buildings are. And then they leave the the home, they own like the house that they have and they start to rent the, the apartment or do a Airbnb because that, yeah. that is a business. <laughs> yeah, my mom definitely thought about that at one point. She was like, do I need to rent out our downstairs space? But she hasn't done that. <laughs> Dude, every time that I went for San Francisco, all the rent or I mean, all the Airbnb, they were really expensive. Yeah, and then like you only, you know, get like... <laughs> A bedroom of a child who has, you know, moved out. <laughs> Dude, I got one room when when I was with Mart Martin and yeah. last time in San Francisco, like we got like a shared room. But I mean, Martin convinced me if he's listening to this podcast, he actually convinced me to pay less money because I wanted like a I wanted like an apartment for both. You want like an over the top penthouse and Martin said, yeah, let's be frugal. No, I'm not that fancy, no me. But I mean, I don't know if I had that fancy, but uh, <laughs> but Martin was just like, uh, no, let's save money and blah, 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 blah. And I, actually he was right, but we got like a, a room with two beds, a really small room with two beds. And that was our apartment for like one week and a half. Yeah, was I think like, that's when I... I think that's when I said next time you guys visit, you can just stay with my parents. Yeah, I'll be like, sub family. I, I, I am here to stay. Yeah, they'd be happy to have you guys over. But you said that you grew up in the in the in San Francisco, right? So you cheer you. I suppose that I mean we talked about this before, but I suppose that you like the Golden State Warriors from the Bay. That's that's like an obvious. There's an obvious answer there. You know, I, know. I love the Warriors. <laughs> I know the first. I mean, few times that we like. Uh, I mean, maybe few times that I remember to hang out with you that you were not using like Warriors thing. Like uh, you know, like uh, I remember a lot of times you wear with a Warriors T-shirt or like a cap or. Yeah, every time. Uh, every time you know they win the championships, you have to get that year's shirt. Yeah, but unfortunately, if they lost it for Raptors, this did you be said that one time? <laughs> but it's okay because there will always be a future shirt. 
And I told you in the Slack, nobody believed on me. Nobody. If Ben's listening also to this podcast, he was like, I don't know, brother. And then uh, the thing is, surprise, they got it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were the only one yeah. who was cheering on the Raptors in our group. But I also think that no one else really cared as much as the two of us because like Ben would have wanted the Suns <laughs> to to make it to the playoffs and win. Yeah, Ben only cares actually if he's Lakers in the finals. He really doesn't like Lakers. And this is public, so I don't care to say this. Like he basically tweets that he doesn't like uh, Lakers. Yeah, understandable. What? I like Lakers. <laughs> I just want to put this in the record. When LeBron last, like, I was super excited. So just want to put this in the record. But changing this. Oh, also, I want one more question about the Golden State. Like, they built, uh, I went actually for the new uh, new arena, well, I think, two years ago. Or when I was working GoDaddy, I went there. And, uh, dude, it's fantastic. Have you been there? I'm pretty sure I haven't. So you've seen the new arena and I haven't. I got courtside tickets. Dude, was oh, yeah, amazing. that's what you told me, right? Yeah, I remember now. Was one of the best things I have done because like, I was last year actually, because uh, like once I went for courtside, every, Martin was like, oh, super expensive. And he was right as well. He's always right. But uh, <laughs> but I was like, cool, gonna do it. And uh, I didn't care that much. Then I went there to go for courtside. And then uh, I got the courtside. And like once I returned to Brazil, lockdown. So it was just like, didn't matter if I if I spend more money. Like uh, everything stopped it to, to like... Uh, Everyone stopped it to have fun later. So for me, it was just like, damn, I should have go even harder than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, could you have though? Was there really anything else you could have done to exceed that experience? I could. I actually was, I was between two courtside tickets. One that was like really on the floor. It was like first row or first row. I mean, I got first row as well, but was not so good as the other one. But mm. the difference was like maybe some couple of thousands of dollars. And then it was just like, these are already expensive, should I? <laughs> but the thing is, uh, now looking back, I'm like, damn, I should have done that. Totally that was, should have. <laughs> yeah, that was actually the one of the, like, in the long time that people were actually allowed to see the, you know, Golden State play and, like, and go for a stadium and go for arena and see basketball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really interesting to now think about what it'll be like going forward. You know, if people will be showing up at the arenas and if we'll have to be spaced out i don't know the next time i'll be at a game yeah yeah and now you i mean you have been the uh in the old arena like uh in oakland right yeah i have one of okay one of the best gifts that i had gotten from my friend paul in college it was finals week and it was my birthday and then he surprised me with tickets to the game Whoa. So we went together. Yeah, that was great. I think that was probably one of the last times that I had been to the arena. That would have been that's that's kind of sad because then that would have been like seven or eight years ago. I've probably been to another game since then, actually. But yeah, that was a great yeah. time. Then, like, I mean, and I also was, I mean, I was sad actually the Raiders went out of Oakland because they were also from Oakland, right? Yeah. But besides, you know, knowing that there's a team called the Raiders, I know nothing else really about football. 
Oh, okay, yeah, me neither actually. But uh, but I thought that I don't like when team moves for different places. I feel that like lose a little bit of the history, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, because yeah, there's a, a, a community yeah. behind that, like people that actually spend like generations, like uh, actually going for the stadium, caring about that. So I feel a little bit bad, but in the same way, I do understand. I feel like there's that same sentiment too when stadiums are renamed. Like I somewhat remember there being some type of petition maybe not a petition but there was there was a lot of talk when pack bell park the the stadium where the giants play became at&t park yeah and i <laughs> that was just confusion you're like what's the name of the place again yeah by the way i still use the head that you gave me about the giants yeah i'm glad you wear that Dude, but then why I decided, would we get you gifts that you're not gonna use? But then I decided to decided my my baseball team later. There's Dodgers just also playing the record. <laughs> but uh, but oh, moving yeah. forward, moving forward to that, uh, how like changing the su- the, the the subject completely? But uh, how you decided that you're going to be working with tech and like how you like figure out? Okay, I want to be like a UX engineer. And you also code, right? Like you also do programming stuff. Yeah. Well, I was definitely a very introverted, nerdy kid. And I still think that I am. <laughs> I don't um, I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe in that. I remember first time that I met you, you were not that much of an introvert. I'm totally an introvert. No one believes me. No one trusts me. I like having conversations with people, like one-on-one conversations. And then when there are group conversations, I'm basically silent, you know, unless we're playing a game. If we're playing a game, then my competitive side takes over. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here are the rules of the game. And like, here's how I'm going to strategize to win. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm totally an introvert. If you invite me out, say like, even a birthday party, I'm, I'd rather probably just stay home. I'm not saying that your birthday is not important and wouldn't be enjoyable. I just think about, you know, what it would be like if I were just at home on my bed, you know, watching some TV. And that sounds just as enjoyable. Unbelievable, Tiff. If I <laughs> if I live it, if I live it in the California and you have done that with me, I would pick you in their house. I'd be like, I can't believe no, that. Sorry. <laughs> I would totally also invite you to just like chill and just, I don't know, like we could eat food, sit there in silence and be like watching separate shows. And that would oh, be You mean for your great. birthday? I thought that oh, you were going birthday. to. Oh, okay. I thought that you are not going to other person's birthday to stay in. Oh, yeah. No, that's CTVs. also what I mean. Yeah. I would not oh. want to go to someone else's birthday party. Oh, okay. That is yeah. disappointing disappointing yeah. but the... and then, you know, when i'm having conversations with people it's not like i'm sharing everything about my life it's just like you make <laughs> small talk and you move on yeah and i do i also i share that feeling because uh my birthdays after i i made like 19 i was basically inviting people to get coffee and cake in home that is it there is no party there is nothing like you just sit and talk about things that we have done when we were in the high school or i don't know like uh yeah basically high school because most of the friends that are going to my birthday i mean not last year when i was here in sweden because came a lot of people that uh, that i met in sweden so it was like yeah a lot of people but they no one had like the background that i had with uh, in the high school but usually when i was in brazil like people just caught just came to eat one slice of cake one <laughs> cup of co- coffee 
sit and watch something, maybe a movie, and then they leave. Yeah. And there is it. I don't want anything besides that. Just just want to be with my friends, hang out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But sorry, go on. I, I interrupted you. What were we talking about? That you were introvert. That you prefer to doesn't go for the the the, the birthday party, <laughs> which I which I kind of agree with you. I'm not gonna gonna I'm not gonna be a hypocritic. Like I am, I side with you on that. So let's move. <laughs> Okay, but what was the original question? How you enter in the UX like in, in oh, the yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. So I was definitely a really quiet, you know, super nerdy kid. Like every year, did some type of math camp thing. You know, was part of a math counts program. Like prided myself in how how quickly I could like recite the multiplication tables or whatever. You know, your typical nerd. Um. And then one year I was doing this program, this like residential summer program at Stanford, right? And they had housed the like math kids with the computer science kids. And at that time, I didn't know anything about programming. Um, and I remember like walking into the computer room, basically, and there were like all of the computer kids there. And one guy said he would show me, you know, like what it <laughs> what a computer program was basically and he asked me to just like write a print statement he was like that's it like that's your very first program and i was just like wait what <laughs> what's going on so um yeah after that i basically switched from taking like math courses or math camps and started looking into like cs camps um and i didn't really take my very first like official CS course until college, but I definitely, you know, started looking into like into the field there. I found out, you know, a lot of schools had robotics clubs and things like that. So I sort of felt like I was already behind when I entered college. But, um, Wait, but, but this was when you were in the high school, in the, yeah. Yeah. Like in high school, you know, I just, I took my regular courses. I think by my senior year, they introduced a CS class. Um, so I had sort of just like just missed out on taking that class. Um, but I did, you know, like I said, I was doing these like summer camps. I was doing internships just to learn more. And yeah, I didn't really take my first official course until college. Yeah. I mean, that is really nice. You started quite young. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my mom, she was huge on pushing me to do just like learn a bunch of things. Um, she actually works for the SF Examiner as the she's a layout editor and she does the sports section. <laughs> and she's the one who taught me like how to use Photoshop. An illustrator. So I feel like part of my design background is attributed to her. And then she also encouraged me, you know, to like look more into um, programming. And so I have this, you know, like hybrid role where I'm coding, but also, you know, designing. So maybe the output is like a prototype. Um, yeah, you know, it's like the best of both worlds. Dude, like, I mean, so fascinated. I never heard about this actually for like before about your mom influence. Yeah, I mean, it was something that I didn't realize really either until a lot later on. Because you sort of think you're like, okay, I'm paving my own path. And, you know, like my parents do one thing, I'm doing something different. And then when I started thinking more about it, I was like, hmm, I guess I'm more like my mom than I'd like to admit. Dude is yeah it's just like it's quite impressive then you say that she also worked with like doing layout right 
Yeah, and that's something she still does. So Whoa. it's been a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, it's, and how she feels like have you guys talk about this like later when you realize how she feels? You feel about like uh, you following something similar to her like career path? I think she's definitely proud and like happy for me that you know like her goal was put her kids through college. Um, hopefully they have a job, like steady income, and you know like now she's living her best life. She's she's found all these new hobbies, made new friends, buys plants all the time. Um, yeah. But we we like hardly ever talk about what I do in detail. You know, um, I feel like there's like there's a lot of context that gets lost, so everything's just very high level. She'll like she'll you know when she's talking to family members back in like Vietnam or something, she'll just be like, oh yeah, you know, she, like she Tiffany just works on the computer. Like her job is a an like a computer job, an internet job. <laughs> yeah, you, like we're not really able to get into specifics. Yeah, it, it, I forgot actually. I only remember that. But you also have parent uh, re relatives in the Vietnam, right? Yeah, everyone on my dad dad's side of the family is in Vietnam. So my dad grew up in Vietnam. And my mom grew up in Laos. Have you been those places? I've been to Vietnam. I went there for the first time. I think it was either, it might have been 2019. And I went with my mom, my sister, and my aunt. And I met my, you know, my cousins, aunts, uncles for the first time in person. Everyone was so, so inviting. Um, Vietnam itself was beautiful. Like, I wasn't used to, you know, seeing so many scooters on the road. We were like the only ones in a car. Um, we went to this like neighboring island um, and yeah, just like really nice beaches. Um, and do you understand so, anything of they say? So they they speak a lot of languages. So um, my family speaks Cantonese and so do my, my relatives in Vietnam, but they also speak fluent Vietnamese. So they would speak to us in Cantonese um, and some of my cousins, you know, are taking English classes. So they could also speak some English, but mostly they would be talking to my mom because my my Cantonese is, you know, almost non-existent. Like I can't really say coherent phrases. So it'd be like, okay, tell my mom what I'm saying. And then they like sort of figure it out, you know? You know anything? Like, can you say anything like here? Can I speak Cantonese? Um, Like... I can you just can say. read maybe maybe because I do feel the same with Spanish. Like uh, my mom speaks Spanish like fluently in home, but at some moment I I didn't practice it that much, and uh, like uh, I can't fully understand what they say, but I cannot elaborate anything. Especially because Portuguese and Spanish are similar, but I grew up like with Spanish words, so I don't have like uh, delays for like try to figure out the Spanish. Uh, dictionary like vocabulary in my mind so by the same way i cannot like reply back i can't understand but i i just get lost yeah that's the same with me i can understand what people are saying so i can you know like sometimes they'll they'll be talking to my mom and they'll be like oh does she understand like can she speak it at all and then my mom will just say like she understands what you're saying but she can't respond <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, same way yeah but like uh actually today i was in the in the event here in sweden and they and they didn't want to say that i didn't speak swedish yet so it, i was just like no no i'm getting better with swedish like i can't understand what you guys are saying and then they're like oh and they keep talking kept talking swedish and i was just like pretending that i understand you were I'm just like, nodding oh. yeah i was just 
I was just nodding. I know that was pretty rude, but I think that I was so because I'm so lazy socially. Sometimes I just like uh, I just want to go with the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, yeah, exactly. I it's, I think it's kind of related with the birthday thing. Like I have same personality. That is the reason that we that we I think that we got like really close in the beginning of the the GoDaddy because like when we met in Phoenix. I think first time we hang out, like we went for the mall, right? And we went uh, shopping. You were my yeah. shopping buddy. I love Dude. it because you like you would buy everything in an instant. You'd make decisions in seconds. You're like, do I want this? Yes, no. Yes, like all right, we're going to the like we're going to the ca um the counter, you pay, we're out of there. Whereas like I'm browsing, you know, like second guessing all of my choices. So I was like, okay, this is the greatest like i'm basically living my like shopping dreams through you you can just like buy all the things <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> i have the i mean i well to be fair my mom uh she takes like hours in the in the mall like uh when i grew up r really mad with her because like uh, going with the mall going to the mall with her actually I, I was really mad with her because she goes for the place and then she's like literally second guessing everything like mm, how i feel about this red and like hit this blue one and then when she finally decides she's like you know what the blue one maybe not going to work out and then mm -hmm. she creates like a theory and like i just like i am an anxious person so i think that that kind of created on me like if i go for shopping i need to do like right away i need to enter and like just see and like buy and yeah. I bought the TV. Everything that I buy, like I just enter and I don't think much. It's just do it. I bought the, I think it was the TV these days in Sweden. And then I enter and there's like, yeah, I'm gonna take it. The guy's like, sure, but don't you want to look at the other TVs? And I was like, no, this one looks pretty nice. Is and then he was like, yeah, but it's still a pretty big decision, right? And then I was just like, yeah, man, but whatever, just <laughs> just bring the TV. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't want to overthink things. And the thing is, like, every time that I overthink, I kind of regret. Like, I always going to find something that they're not satisfied. Like, mm -hmm. uh, is is a rule for me. Like, I think that when I bought the the guitar, I was like overthinking later. Like, should I have bought this or like uh, because I was also thinking that another guitar and i was just like then like overthinking that that is the reason that i just entering and buy you saw it you you're the witness i was yes i am a witness yeah i'm surprised i really don't think you have regrets about like many purchases <laughs> yeah i didn't have actually it was pretty nice and i <laughs> most of the most of the i usually don't have regrets with any, anything uh but i especially with shopping like you should do without regret you should do for feel good like ah, you know like feel like the power of buying things i don't remember even what i bought it with you but i remember that we went for a lego store or something like that i think and you like if i remember i think you bought a jersey <laughs> you bought a bunch of dvds you yeah. bought dvds and i was i was like what who still buys dvds one and then two you didn't even have a dvd player you were just like i'll figure that out later on <laughs> Yeah, that I, I bought the DVD in the Brazil. <laughs> I was I was just like because I look at the DVD, dude. We don't have that in Brazil, like for Cowboy Bebop, and then uh, and 
I mean, and I I to find that in Brazil is quite hard in Rio. So it's just like, mm, what if if I can get this done now? And then I oh, and I bought the Czech series, the Czech. Uh, oh, no, I think you bought vans. Do you buy vans? Yeah, I bought a lot of things. We should not talk about like what I bought <laughs> in the in the podcast, but uh, obviously this will be on record. But uh, but yeah, I went pretty hard. Also, like the jerseys, like uh, I went like I want this, this, this because I was watching basketball a lot before go for uh, US at that time. So I was really really into jerseys in the time. Yeah, I think that was basically what you wore every day. Yeah. A different exactly yeah i was really excited and you didn't have a jersey so see the capitalism spirit on me <laughs> that's true i don't have a jersey yeah shame on you <laughs> yeah i was i was really really excited and uh the thing is uh it's like amazing like because the 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 mall they went in phoenix had so many options like so big mall i don't know like i feel that phoenix have a really big they have really big malls especially scott's day was wait what are you saying they have big months the shopping the oh a mall yeah oh yeah the one that we went to was pretty big. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just, it was just like that. I was like, they had everything on the thing. Yeah, that's true. So you could get really overwhelmed and just buy a ton of stuff. Just yeah, as you yeah. Also, I really like the the GoDaddy office, like in Phoenix, was really nice, and I like the forgot the name the the place that you can slide. Yeah, so we were in Tempe, I think that that week. And there is a really big slide, but they've finally gotten rid of the slide because too many people were getting injured going down it. No way. Are yeah. you seriously? That was one of the pro things of the office. <laughs> I, I mean, have a video there. Do you? I think I've only gone down once and I was like, yeah, not I how I want to get to the cafeteria. Dude, I went with Fabio one time together. Same same slide. Oh my god! Yeah. Did he actually want to go down? Did you just pull him down? Maybe Fabio was the reason that like uh, the slide got shut down. Maybe, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, back to the like the UX uh, thing. Like you do like design and you do like coding as well. How you were like okay? I, I want you to design because you started with CS, right? I actually. Okay, so I do have a CS background. Um, I majored in CS in college. But then when I started working, I actually started off as a designer, um, mainly because like my focus was on like UI, UX um, courses, like a lot of front end pieces, like a lot of I had some web development experience. And yeah, I know I just that was still something that was like really interesting to me. And I started off as a UX designer. But then I realized that I didn't really just want to pick one side or the other. Like when I was just creating designs for things, I realized I missed coding. And the other the other way is true too. Like if I had been coding for too long, I realized I like missed the design side or like, you know, um, doing like UX research. So I had to figure out, you know, how I could do both because I knew that's what would keep me interested and motivated. And luckily... Working on the editor team, I do get to do both, right? Like I get to create prototypes and run tests on those prototypes and I get to push production code, you know, and if someone is in need of like some wireframes or, you know, needs help setting up usability tests, I can jump in there too. So it definitely keeps things interesting because not like 
each week or each day is always going to be a little different. Yeah, it makes a lot of like uh, removes a lot of routine, right? You you can like work in different stuff. Yeah, it does give me a lot more options, and I get the chance to work with you know a lot of different people, different teams. That was something that I guess has actually always been the case since my. I started working at GoDaddy. I've, I've been able to work with so many different teams and make friends and, you know, work on the design side of things and also, um, you know, the code. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually really fun to also work with you. You're, you're quite like... Uh quite smart like uh, also also coding now also doing the designs was just like impressive impressive because like you and ben were like designers and coding as well thanks that's really nice of you to say that even though i know you're a genius no i'm not fabio's the genius fabio is the genius you're right <laughs> it's pretty hard to compete with fabio yeah it is so let's just knock with him <laughs> yeah but i mean it was like uh like i always was amazed like uh, you and you guys like work at ben and like you and then you like switch it for or the dev team and like how you feel about it like uh like your mind gets crazy like one time working with like coding other time like implementing design i don't think it gets too chaotic it definitely keeps things exciting like ben was ben played a huge role in me figuring out what type of work i want to do and what my what my career would look like you know because when i first started and i was a ux designer um i felt like i didn't people didn't necessarily have like tasks for me that involved coding and it was like hard to find those opportunities but then when i switched to the editor team right like i felt like i filled that need of the ux engineer role but i was also treated just like anyone else on the team you know like anyone can pick up any task and if you weren't sure what you were working on or what needed to be done you could just reach out for help and someone would be there to you know offer some guidance so i yeah i never felt like it was just too much where it's like okay now i'm like in design mode or i'm in you know like coding mode um i think it's been like a nice there's been a balance of both and um if at any point like i'm confused about something someone's gonna help me yeah exactly i also feel i also felt that like the time that was there the team was like uh really helpful like everyone was helping everyone yeah definitely i'm i'm super lucky that i've been able to work with all of you <laughs> um yeah. you know people on the editor team now people who are on the editor team before it's been a really really good experience best group of people like nothing is ever too serious um yeah. i still you know use plenty of fabio emojis <laughs> i really miss fabio emojis like it's definitely is the thing that uh if if i had to say that the things that i miss most like miss in GoDaddy is like the fabio emojis but we, we should not explain this like we should keep for ourselves about this this story okay all right but yeah Fabio emojis, you miss the most, and then the people come yeah, second. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Fabio most emojis is probably my top three things in the work that I have, like most of the places that I work in, in life. It's like, it was so good. Like, use a Fabio emoji was something that brings peace for my soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your proudest moment? Like, the moment that I created 
Fabio thinking six. Oh yeah, and in the interview, like uh, doing the Spotify Spotify interview, like uh, what is what is the thing that you that you're most most proud of? And it was just like yeah, the time that like Fabio was like with the hands and he was thinking, and then I took a screenshot and then I used it like as emoji and became one of the most popular emojis in the GoDaddy, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think that, yeah, honestly, I think that is a wrap, wrap up. I, I was really happy to talk with you today. Thanks. I love talking to you every time we get to catch up. Yeah. Anyway, I was really happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm.